first of all, how does it feel to be now a three-time gold medalist? Um, honestly, it hasn't even sunk in yet. I'm, I'm tripping out still. Someone keeps sending a lawyer in Germany pizza, and now police are looking for whoever is behind it. According to a local newspaper, the lawyer is Guido <laughs> Welcome to the Best Out Podcast. Uh, it's been a long time. My name is Furman. This is Ty. And I'm Tamara. And bear with us today. It's been too long. It almost feels like it's been years, but it really hasn't. It's funny because it really has been longer for you listening than it has been for us. Right. Because we had the the forgotten p- p- pastime yeah. podcast episode. We made an episode that no one heard. <laughs> so. And no, it was the episode that was supposed to kick off this new year. <laughs> And uh, we made it in January, and now we're almost in March. So it says let's a lot just, about our let's schedule. Let's just say that we went down a, a trail that probably shouldn't have been gone down, and so maybe we can like do like like the lost episodes or something. There you go. Time. There you go. Maybe we can give it time. Just for our dedicated fans, for sure. <laughs> I think we we're gonna have to. I mean, I got it saved, so we're gonna release it at some point. What point? I don't know. Guys, it's been a busy season, though. It has, like, though. it's been just like one thing after another. And so sorry yeah. it's been so long. But we just every week it's like, can we? And we're like, actually, no, we don't have no, time. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> There's this thing called work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in life. Yeah, work in life. So, so what have you guys been up to? Uh, just trying to survive. No. <laughs> Same. I feel like. Tamara, have we, have we done an episode since you moved? I don't know. Did, but we didn't. Was it the one that didn't air? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I moved back to Lubbock. So, I'm back here full time, which is bueno. Not um, making the hour commute every day. Yeah. 45 hour and yeah. a half every day. So, yeah, it's been nice. Do you miss, I was going to say, do you miss it? I miss some of my friends and the people, but uh, that's about it. <laughs> Understood. That's understood. Good. Okay. One of the girls emailed me or text emailed me. <laughs> she texted me, and uh, she was like, "Here's all what's happening, like all the bad stuff." And I was like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm not in charge anymore." You, 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 you don't miss the 2:30 a.m. wake up calls no, and not at all dorm not checks all, and right? all that fun stuff. Not at all. <laughs> well, I did have an interesting. Uh, or not really interesting, really a tragic, but not really tragic either. <laughs> I, I don't want to like lead on that Get it, it out like there, know, life God. or death um, by any means. But um, I may have talked about this several episodes back um, about the aspect of me um, having the opportunity to um, go to the Final Four, the yeah. NCAA Men's Final Four coming up. Uh, I can tell you the date of it. <laughs> And that is actually going to lend to this story. Um, Yeah, part of uh, my family's Christmas was um, we're all going to the men's Final Four. Um, My dad, like, won a lottery thing like a year and a half ago and was going to get to go to the – so, anyway, it's been a long story. But, yeah, we've got tickets to the Final Four. It's in San Antonio this year. And uh, so I was – couple weeks back super excited i well i have been super excited because and Tamara doesn't help my excitement (laughs) because she says i've been and it's like top five experiences of my life but for real like it is (laughs) like i i would have to rank them but it's it's top five for sure so i have been like looking forward to this since i obviously knew about it yeah um and i went in a couple of weeks ago to put my days my request days off 
for work and I was sitting in the office by myself and I was like, do to do putting them in. And then I was just like, you know, like a good employee checking the calendar just to be sure that I think you had a Jesus moment. Everything the Holy is Spirit good. Was talking and to then you. like it hit me because the Sunday between the Saturday and the Monday of the final four yeah. is April 1st. Dun, dun, dun. And it is April Fool's Day. Yeah. But that's not the problem. But it is also Easter Sunday. <laughs> Which isn't a big deal for, for most, most people. people. <laughs> but when you work for a church, yeah. Easter Sunday is kind of like the one day, like that 364 days out of the year, right. it would be, be fine to be gone. But that one day is Easter Sunday. So now I have a dilemma yeah. that I'm trying to figure out. Please pray for me because I'm not about to miss my opportunity <laughs> to go to the Final Four. So I will be at the Final Four in San Antonio on Saturday night, yeah. late. Yeah. It's about a seven-hour drive. <laughs> I will be at church on Sunday morning. That's right. Via that drive is nothing for Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> being an old, the drive is nothing for Jesus, and it's also nothing for the final four. But <laughs> we, we, I can't believe you just made that comparison. I'm not comparing the two. I'm just you saying. Kind of did. But it's I, all right. I'm just saying they're both very worth it. They are both very worth it in my life to and to make an all <laughs> you know. to to make an all night seven hour drive. And so I will okay. be driving through the night to get home yeah. um, for church, for Jesus, for work on Sunday morning. And then catching a flight out of Lubbock <laughs> on Sunday afternoon back to San Antonio for the championship game. So the question I pose, am I crazy or is it worth it? It sounds like it's going to be one of the best weekends of your life. You got a mix of everything you want. I really think you're gonna have really great stories. I think it's gonna it. be great. I just y'all I'm might not have sure to, when you're gonna sleep, but y'all might have to like call me at like no, y'all are gonna be sleeping. I was gonna y'all <laughs> you, might have to like might. I'm gonna have to yeah. do something to keep me awake driving home that night. Well, you, and you don't like like coffee or anything no, either. I like Coke, but it doesn't really phase me. Not cocaine, but like <laughs> <laughs> like yes, that's even better. <laughs> like like <laughs> Like Coca, like Coca Cola. The way you set that all up. I was not thinking of a drug when you said Coke. Well, the well, way he was like, it really doesn't phase me. But wait, hold up. Like, <laughs> anyways, good. so that I'm sure that oh, will lend itself to some great stories to come right. for the Pastime Podcast. That is exciting. What do you guys say we go ahead and jump into this week's yeah. episode and get us started? Uh, so we're gonna hit you with the lowdown. Uh, the episode of our show where we talk about the wide world of sports. And let's just say this, for the most part, we've got a couple of other things to hit on. But it's going to be the uh, Texas Tech Red Raider edition of the Lowdown. What were you going to say, Tamara? Oh, I said Wreck'em. Oh, Wreck'em. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. I thought I interrupted you. My bad. Um, but uh, let's just say it's a great day in Raider land. It's a great day to be a Red Raider. Yeah. Lots of good things happening uh, with Texas Tech Athletics. I will honestly say, even though the weather doesn't lend itself outside, it's cold and rainy. But today is one of my favorite sports days of the entire year as a Tech fan. Um, it is opening day for Red Raider baseball. Yep. And uh, 
Man, guys, Red Raider baseball, number three in the nation to start the season. I mean, it's crazy. Like, like part of me is scared. I know. You're like, we we, <laughs> we can't mess this up. <laughs> but, but I mean, you you have so much coming back. And you did really well last I mean, I, mean, I the, don't know. The, the expectations for Tech baseball have been high the last several years. Yeah. But it's at an all-time high yeah, this is. year. I mean, obviously, we expect a lot in Lubbock, but that has trickled like nationwide in the mm-hmm. college baseball landscape. Everyone's looking at Tech being like, okay. Did I tell you that? I think I told you, Ty. I ran into Josh Young. Well, like ran into him, but I think you know, but he walked in. And I was like, oh, it's Josh Young. But you did not talk to him. You stalked him. So just- <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. I was like, ooh, Josh Young, I'm ready for baseball. Did you talk to him? No. <laughs> Are you crazy? Oh, no, that's even, that makes it even better. Oh, but hitting on some of the uh, preseason accolades for the Red Raiders, um, they are actually, uh, for the first time, even though this would be the third straight uh, Big 12 championship if they win it, but they are for the first time picked Big 12 preseason mm-hmm. champions. They're picked to win the Big 12 uh, by the other coaches. Um They've got two of the best pitchers, not only in the Big 12, but really in college baseball. Um, You've got Davis Martin, your Friday night starter, and Steven Gingry. Talk about a one-two punch on the mound. I mean, if those guys are on, they're as good as anybody in the nation, and they're going to give you an excellent, excellent chance um, every single weekend series that you have. And then you've got multiple uh, solid options for a number three starter as well as a midweek starter. And I actually saw just either last night or maybe this morning uh, that Coach Tadlock has uh, released at least his uh, pitching rotation for this weekend. Mm-hmm. And obviously it's Martin today. And then in the doubleheader tomorrow, it's Gingry and John McMillan mm-hmm. getting yeah. the start in game three with Ryan Shetter okay. um, getting started in game four. So McMillan, Shetter, some of those guys in the mix for that ultimate like third spot in the yeah. rotation. Uh, but, yeah, it's going to be fun to see uh, how that plays out for sure. And then you've got offensive returners, or, or not just offensive, but returners um, offensively and in the field. Grant Little, you mentioned Tamara Josh Young, <laughs> Cody Farhat, Michael Davis is back. Okay. Um, you, you'll reckon, you'll re- remember maybe that he he missed the last right. part of the season yeah. last year for personal yeah. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he he's back, so that's encouraging to see. For sure, Brian Klein also back in the Red Raider lineup. And then also a plethora of solid newcomers. I think that's um, obviously the success you've had have lent, lent, has lended itself to good recruiting. Man, you've got well, some, and I, I think Tadlock and all the coaches are right, just excellent. For recruiters. sure, for sure. So, just a lot to be excited about uh, in Red Raider land. I pose this question to you: with the expectations, what they are, is this season a disappointment if you don't make it to Omaha into the College World Series? Uh, man, I don't know. I, mean, I, I think that I mean I think you have to be realistic. I think it is. I feel, see. I don't want to say it, but I, I agree. Just because you have so much talent, it's not new. Like this isn't like the first time where it came out. Like you're like, oh, we're good. We can make it. We that was a miracle. Yeah. But like this is where you should be. Like you're that good. And this is where you want to be. Like yeah. this is like where you want to be. It's the expectations you want to have. I mean, it's like in basketball. 
Duke, they start out every single year. Their expectation is to be in the Final Four. Right. Like, if you want to be a top-tier program, that's part of it. Yeah, and I I think that is kind of where Texas Tech baseball has has brought themselves to be. And I would even lend myself to say, not only don't be satisfied by going to Omaha. Nah, that's chip or nothing. You expect to go to to Omaha and compete. No, yeah. Like compete for a championship. I agree. That, that's what this team is, and uh, I understand, Tamara. You say like we're. I'm a little nervous. I'm a little scared because I am too. But I mean, it's just the. It's where yeah. you're at. Well, compared it's the to nature la- of the, the way last season ended, this might be the redemption year that we push through all those barriers that keep bringing us back. And I don't know. Yeah. So I don't it's know. We'll good. see. Well, and I think you're just that scared and nervous because you're a Texas Tech fan. And it's the nature of like we don't we don't get good things, you know. <laughs> it just doesn't happen for us. Very true. <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, but Red Raider baseball, yeah. a four game series this weekend with the Maine Black Bears, and I kind of like Maine. I remember a couple of years ago whenever we hosted the regional. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but Maine was okay. in Lubbock, yeah, yeah. and they just talked about how much they loved Lubbock, how good of a host Texas Tech was and Lubbock was. And so that's probably why they're back. Yeah. Um, for sure. So anyways, it'll be a good uh, four-game set to get the season started for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You know, and if baseball was the only thing we had to be excited about in Raiderland, that would be It'd enough be for me. I would be happy. We're living in a dream world. But guys, Red Raider basketball – I mean, like it doesn't feel real. It's like all I can. I told, like I told y'all and my brother the other day. I mean, even my wife. I said, if I'm dreaming, let me sleep. <laughs> like this is like the best I thing in the world. I love that quote. Like I want to get that like on a t-shirt. <laughs> but Red Raider basketball, number seven in the nation. They are twenty-two and four, ten and three in the Big Twelve. They've won eight games in a row. They are alone. In first place in the Big 12 Conference with five games left. And this is the first year that you've beaten every team at least once? hmm Yep. And, and you're trying to make history because, let's be honest, you're trying to dethrone the Kansas yep. Jayhawks. Mm-hmm. They have won 11 consecutive Big 12 championships. That's crazy. And uh, I actually saw a Kansas fan post on a message board the other day that says, that said, Tech, you actually have us a little bit nervous, like hey. so. They're 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 paying attention in Lawrence and really across the Big Twelve because Texas Tech just keeps winning, and it and goes back good. to that thing, Tamara. You're like, we're gonna like <laughs> like when when is the carpet gonna be pulled out from yeah. under us? You know what? But it just hasn't yet. And, and man, Texas Tech is on a roll. They head into another tough atmosphere and another tough game on Saturday night. They're going to be in Waco uh, taking on Baylor. Baylor has won four straight games, including an 18-point win over Kansas. That's why you have a one-game lead in the conference over Kansas, because Baylor beat Kansas on Saturday, and you won. Is um, Baylor, when they were here... They had some players out, right? They were missing their best player. Okay, that's um, And so, Baylor is healthy. They're playing better. They're 16-10, and 10, but they've kind of put themselves in a position where they're playing to try and right. make a run and get in the NCAA in tournament. tournament. And so, a lot on the line for Baylor um, coming into the game on Saturday. 
And we all know how hard it is to win on the road in the Big 12. But Texas Tech has proven that they can do that. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens. I feel like they don't overlook teams either. It doesn't matter who the opponent is. Like, they're locked in and focused. Yeah, I think that's all beard, too. Uh, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> it, it comes down to your coach. Yep. And, and your coach is, is not letting this team get the get the big head, um, look ahead, um, treating every game as like, this team can beat you. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. will beat yeah. you yeah. if you don't play well. And that's true in the Big 12 Conference. Without a doubt. Um, You don't want to look ahead too much um, because you've got Baylor on Saturday. You've got another tough road game in Stillwater on a Wednesday against Oklahoma State. But then potentially, if the stars align and things fall right, next Saturday could be the biggest home game in Texas Tech basketball history. I just have seen Ty ask about every person he knows if he can get tickets. Oh, I will. I'll, and I will continue to ask. So <laughs> That's good. If you're listening and you have tickets, <laughs> let me know. I'll, Ty, I'll, I'll pay you. Ty will pay for them. I'm going to be I there. Will. I got uh, lucked out this last week. But anyways, that <laughs> story didn't sound, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> that, could ulti- yeah. that could ultimately Shout be. Shout out to my friend Tara who listens. Tara, if you have any other tickets, <laughs> holler at your boy because you've never met Ty, but he's your boy. I have met her. Oh, that's, oh. Right. that's right. A football game. So we're like friends. <laughs> I, I like Tara. She's, same, same, but different. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so and then how can you talk about tech basketball without talking about Keenan Evans? Uh, Keenan Evans is incredible. just the Incredible Hulk. He is unbelievable. In any other conference but the Big 12, he would probably be the runaway favorite for player of the year. If Oklahoma keeps losing? It's a question to ask. And we keep winning? If Tech wins the Big 12 and say Oklahoma, they're on a skid. If they continue to slide, is there even an outside chance? That would be the biggest upset in like the history of college basketball (laughs) if Keenan Evans was picked Big 12 player of the year over Trey Young. Because let's face it, if you get picked Big 12 Player of the Year over Trey Young, how are you not National Player of the Year? Yeah, in the Big 12, hardest conference. Yeah, I mean, Dang. it's a question. I, I, I honestly, I, I think whether it's deserved or not, and, I, and I'm Trey Young is an unbelievable yeah. talent, um, and, and if he gets it, he deserves it. Um, I. I I don't know. I think it's a question worth asking. I think Trey Young's still probably the yeah. favorite, but man, it, it, it's worth he asking. Is. I mean, it's a, it's a conversation worth having. All I know as a Tech fan, I don't want anyone else on my team other than Keenan. No. And, and if the game is on the line, Give I want the Keenan. ball in his hands, and I'll take my chances yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Clutch, man. So, so clutch. Anyways, and, and so just Texas Tech athletics looking very, very good. Um, I mean, even that's what I was going to say. Even your track team is number one in the nation. Your women's tennis team is in the top 10. Like everybody's just winning. I feel like the program as a whole is like we're finally coming from under the shadows of Texas and Oklahoma. Like, well, and I think that's Kirby. Like, I think it's Kirby who's hired the right people and got people in place. And I mean, I've said all along, I've said all along, I think we've got the best athletic director in college athletics. I mean, I might be a little partial. But uh, they are definitely. You have all your tech gear on. I mean, I can't talk. I do too. <laughs> they are good. Hey, it's opening day. Got yeah, to represent. Got to represent. 
and the Friday before a big basketball game. So, <laughs> anyways. Any chance, any uh, reason Ty can find to wear tech gear. You got it. It doesn't really take much. You got it. So... Anyway, so everything good is in everything good, everything is good <laughs> in Red Raider Land. It's so good, Ty can't. I can't make even. His words I can't work. even like form a sentence. But anyways, other than tech athletics, da, 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 there you go. Perfect segue. As the Winter Olympics, <laughs> that was good. Um, currently underway. It's because I love the Olympics. And uh, I do too. It's so so fun. I, I prefer the Summer Olympics, but I can get into some Winter Olympics as well. I, can get into both. I, I think it's great. I love the pageantry of the Olympics. I love yeah. everything about the Olympics, the competition, um, just everything. Um, obviously, uh, kind of a historic Olympics, just in the regard of some kind of unity being shown between North and South Korea. Obviously, the the games are being held in South Korea. Um, this year and uh, so that's kind of been an encouraging thing kind of over um, overshadowing the Olympics I guess Um, but if you take a look at the competition itself guys um, the USA struggling a bit yeah they really are is if you take a look at the medal count they are currently in fifth as far as medals go you've got Norway um, just running away with things 19 medals You've got Germany at 15, Netherlands and Canada both at 13, and then you've got the USA. They have eight um, medals currently. Obviously, a lot of competition still left to play, uh, but man, it's um, the USA has kind of had a, a tough, tough row of it in this year's Olympics. Well, and you've had people who were supposed to medal and probably even get gold who are off the podium mm-hmm. in certain events. So it's been a little interesting. And I think probably number one on that list, you might have to say, is U.S. figure skater uh, Nathan Chin. Yeah. As oh. he was one of the favorites in every event coming in, in the short and the long and the team. It was bad last and night. It just, he's crumbling under pressure he and he's falling. He did not do good and... during the team event. Um, but, but they still, they got the bronze. Um, but... Last night he did his short program and he fell three times and like jumps that he can do in his sleep. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. it was it was not good. And, and you mentioned Tamara like the the performance before yeah. him was like a record setting performance. Yeah, it was a I don't know the, it was from the man from Japan I don't know his name but he was injured and so people weren't even sure if he was going to perform and he came out and <laughs> lit it up and had the second best all score all time. So. Yeah. And then Nathan Chin followed it up with maybe his worst performance right, yeah. ever. It was horrible. And so, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm crazy to see that for sure. And, and it was called one of the biggest rivalries in Olympic sports history, but the Canadian women's hockey team and the American women's yeah. hockey team. And it's not over yet. America's not out of it. Well, and that game didn't really matter because right. they are both going on. Right, for sure. But – um, for what it's worth, Canada did defeat the U.S. two to one. Yeah. Um, in their did preliminary. Did you guys watch any of that game? Uh, just very little. Did you see the fight at the end? I did not. I heard <laughs> about it. No, I didn't see the fight. Yeah, dude, it was like right at the end. It, it, like the USA had a chance to score, and then like the buzz, and they didn't. And the buzz sounded, and then like this huge fight broke out. Like it, it was pretty funny. Yeah. So love it, hockey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I they very well could meet again before it's all yeah. said and done. Yeah. 
without a doubt. But um, that is it's a fun rivalry as far as hockey is concerned. USA I and Canada. Don't ever watch hockey except for in the Winter Olympics. Agreed. Much. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. It's a lot of fun. Um, another couple of American uh, disappointments. You've got Michaela Schifrin. Uh, she misses out on a medal in the slalom event. She should. I mean. Yeah, last night I don't know what happened. Like, that's her best event. Mm-hmm. And she was sick on her first, like, because she used to have these, like, ner- I don't know if y'all, I'm really into Olympics, guys. And so they did a thing about her, and she used to have anxiety and would throw up before her events. And then she saw, like, a sports psychologist a few years ago and has been helping. But on her first run yesterday, she was throwing up again. And so she was kind of slow. And then her second run, she was doing a lot better. And then she made a couple mistakes and wasn't aggressive enough. And, yeah, came in fourth. In the Olympics, you gotta go for it. That's go, right. go big or go yeah, home. She's uh, she's not doing the super G. I think that's gonna uh, Lindsey Bond will do that today. Um, but she has one more event, I think, so or maybe ma- a couple more. So maybe she can rebound and yeah. get on the podium potentially, um, for sure. Um, one of the lone bright spots in the one of the lone bright spots from the comp- competition standpoint for the American Sean White wins Olympic gold for the third time um, on the snowboard guys I don't know about you but I get so nervous during those finals they're in t- I mean because you think if you think about it these athletes have literally their trained life. their whole life for that four minutes or five minutes and or they two get minutes or whatever one in every four years to like do it like during Sean, like I was like, like grabbing my hair. I was so ner- like, I was like, my my roommate was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm like, "He has to win!" And he just, yeah, just crazy. For sure, I know. Just walk off fashion, last yeah. person to go. Well, and You're it's down just like, a point. It's just like with Nathan Chin, like he falls and it just You're like right. crushes your spirit mm-hmm. because you are like. He has trained like his whole life for this, yep. and it's just yep. falling apart before our eyes. Without the, a doubt. the one bright spot too. I mean, snowboarding in general has been—they've done pretty good with mm-hmm. Red Gerard and Chloe Kim, for sure. Hero right there, and then uh, Sean White and someone else. Someone else won. I can't think of who. The oh, U.S. snowboarders just keeping keeping America afloat. Name. Yeah, for sure. Before we move on um, from our weekly lowdown, interesting question: What is your favorite? Winter Olympic event. Well, well, me just from watching last night is something me and Tim were talking about. It's what is it called? Snowboard cross. Snowboard, snowboard cross. Yeah, they say it's a uh, cross between snowboarding and NASCAR, and it is insane and awesome and terrifying all at the same time. When I first saw it, I was like, "What in the world is this?" And then I just saw people flying left and right. I was like, "Oh man, this is awesome. Where's this been?" Dude, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. And like, and I feel like that one is anybody's game, really, because you knock someone down. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you could get knocked down, and then there mm-hmm. was one. It was a qualifier, I think, and the whole field went down except for one person. And so then it was like, who's good? Because the top three advanced, so it was like, who's the who's going to get up and yeah. re- rebound? And like, it was two Americans. Maybe it was in the it was in the men. So it was two days ago. It was two Americans who came out, and, and like one American made it, and then he like they were waiting to see who's next, and it was like his other buddy who fell at the very beginning, and so he fell at the beginning and was able to get up, and then the whole other group everybody fell, else fell, and he passed him, and he passed him, and so the American at the end was like, "Whoa!" Like he didn't even think his buddy was gonna make it. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That's fun. Um, just moments like that are, are yeah. priceless. Um, I'm in the Olympics. What's my favorite event. That's a good question. 
Um, gosh, that's a hard one. I like. I think I love all the snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Those are always really fun. For figure sure. sk- I love figure skating too. Um, I feel like figure skating scares me because I'm just like, oh man, do not fall. I know it's really intense. It's so intense. I mean, yeah. it, it's probably more intense to watch than any of them, just because like you know, like a big like jump or triple axle or something is coming, and you're like. Are they going to land it? Also, and they I've either been do or don't. Really into curling this year and like trying to figure it out. And like there was a brother sister team that kind of looked like me and my brother. <laughs> and I thought, man, we missed our chance. <laughs> we could have been curling. That could have been our, there our was a, dream. Did I tell you guys that tweet that someone was like, the reason we like, we were so fascinated with Winter Olympics is because like 85% of them would kill us. Like, and it was like, Super G, dead. Bob Setting, dead. Skeleton backwards dead, mm-hmm. curling. Okay, <laughs> we might we might could do that one for sure for sure. And, and you mentioned one thing I've really gotten into this year is watching uh, the luge and the skeleton. Like yeah. I, I think yeah. that's exhilarating, like um, and, and just being on that. And you just like speed skating too. I love speed skating for sure. I mean for sure. But I don't know the thing about luge and skeleton. Like just watching them. It doesn't look like they're doing anything, oh my gosh, except, doing but so much. but I mean, just the everything that goes Think into how that. Think fast they're going uh-huh. on ice. Like you could just go whoop and like be off the thing and be dead. <laughs> and, and like for those of you that don't know, skeleton is you're riding forward, like yeah. on your stomach, like yeah. head head forward. Lose, you're on your back, yeah. and you're kind of like. It's just so intense. Have you ever like gone sledding and like lost control for a little bit, and it's like terrifying? And you're probably going a fraction of. They're the speed going they're like going. seventy miles an hour. Like it's I ridiculous. Mean, you would freaking die! Oh yeah, if you come off that board. <laughs> so it's not funny, but you would yeah. Tamara no. always laughs at inappropriate things. She does. But if you come off that board, you are going to be dead. I was telling my wife, I was like, "That's the one I want to do," and she's like, "Why?" I was like, because I bet they feel like Superman, like they're just flying. Did you guys see, what was last night? Was the skeleton or the loser? Skeleton okay. was last night. So the South Korea man who won, they, his his outfit his, his like, was like Iron Man. Yeah. yeah it is. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is. Um, I could I, talk Olympics all day. I also, I've asked my wife the question throughout these Olympic games, like in certain events. I'm like... How do you learn how to do that so, without, like, killing yourself? Well, here's the thing, too. One of the curlers for the women, I was watching us. Here's the other thing. I've been going to bed at, like, 2 a.m. because I'm staying away watching it. Um, but one of the women's curling team, one of the girls on the team, her dad was a curler. And so she just grew up around it. And, like, she would want to go to practice with him. And he'd be like, okay, well, if you're not in the kitchen when I leave at 5 a.m., I'm going to leave you. But she would be there. And so I think that's just it. Like, you have to be around i mean you don't have to there was a a bob was he a bobsledder or um johnny johnny quinn is his name maybe he lives in dallas he played football unt he was like in that graham harrell eric morris Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and i think he became a bobsledder yeah and so he competed in sochi like he's switched sports Mm -hmm. because he was obviously athletic so i mean i don't necessarily think like you have to grow up around it, but, but, but then if I you even, have the athletic ability, it might be easy to switch. Yeah, but I even mean, like, how do you get on these, like, skeleton boards or whatever and take off down this track, like, 
before you really know what you're doing and you're like just I'm learning. Sure you don't get on the ice fair. I'm sure you do it. Like it's yeah, I just, or you're on like probably so. But that just something. is like crazy to me. Like to think about the training and the practice and the yeah. time that goes into yeah, these a lot. these Olympic athletes' dreams. Then they get. Every four years, they get a chance. Yep, for sure. So, anyways, that's all I've got for this week's lowdown. Um, went a little bit longer than I planned on it going, but uh, lots of fun. But now we'll move on and talk some entertainment and weird news with Tamara. Today's entertainment news is brought to you by Uvala Sweet Cakes, taking sweets to another level. For all your cupcakes, cakes, or creations for any occasion, visit Ulala Sweet Cakes. If you're a new customer, refer a friend, and you both can get a sweet savings of 20%. So check out their Facebook page and contact them today. All right. Well, here we go. We'll jump in. It is our my favorite time of the year. And this year we are extra blessed because we have two Bachelor shows on the TV right now. We have Bachelor with Ari, and then we have Bachelor Winter Games. You guys been watching? Um, not really. <laughs> I knew that was going to be a no. I, I, I have been, and you knew that that was probably going to be my answer. For sure. Um, I have been a little bit. Obviously, um, my wife likes it. She watches, and so I watch with her. Ty says that every time, but Ty also but I know. knows everything and I watches do. every episode. I mean, it's because Ty really likes it. Right. I mean, I, I I watched it and my wife was like, what are you doing? Like, because she doesn't watch it. And so I was just like, oh, I'm watching this so I can watch it for the pod. And she's like, but why? Like, she didn't understand what's going on. Here's my thing. I mean, if I'm going to watch it, even if it's with her or not, I might as well be like invest. Like, yeah, go for it. I might as well be invested and like I know mean, about it. We know I always cheat and see who wins, but Which drives I still me crazy. watch it. <laughs> I think I like I like it better because then I can like see the relationships develop and be like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, but anyway, so we'll start with Bachelor Bachelor Ari. Um, we're into hometowns already. I mean, it's just flying. So he the has seasons go faster and faster. They just do. Like. They have so you have um, let me you have Becca K. I think is her last name. You have Lauren from Dallas. You have Tia from Arkansas, and you have Kindle. I don't know where Kindle's from. Um, Ty, out of those four, who's your favorite? You know, it's a tough one. I, I've I've said all along <laughs> that I thought Tia was the favorite, mm. but the last like little bit, I feel like it's slipping a little bit for her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so maybe Kendall. Dude, I I really love Kendall. She came on as like you're like, dude, she's weird and crazy, but actually. I truly believe she knows exactly who she is, and she's a hundred percent okay. And she's being okay that person. With yeah, she's super genuine. She knows who she is. She's confident in who she is. She had a very real moment with the craziest person on the show, and it, I like I I really like Kendall, even though she collects taxidermy. I really like her. Yeah. <laughs> No, like you think she would be crazy, but she's like, it's shockingly surprising you that know, she's so confident in who she is. You know who else that he really likes? And I, ho- I don't think it was Kendall. The one he went on a date with the other night that she's been super slow about Lauren. opening up, Lauren. Mm-hmm. But I think he like Do what? what? Did he take her in the car? I don't know. I seen it a little bit the other day, and he picked somebody up in a red car, and I was just like, so this is what it's like, that you could be a player, national TV, and everybody's okay yeah. with it. Is, is, that, is that when it broke down? 
I didn't see your breakdown. Okay, maybe that was another. He took a he took Jacqueline a couple weeks ago in a car and it broke down. It was funny. Yeah. But I, I think he likes Lauren too. Here's my thing with Lauren. She reminds me of Lauren B from Ben Higgins season. And you don't like Lauren B. No. She broke Ben Higgins' heart, so I can't I can't get on that train. But <laughs> um but yeah, I think T T and Kendall are my favorites for sure. Um so Anyways, we'll see what happens. Hometowns, and then you'll do you have hometowns. You'll have the three overnights, and then the women tell all in the finale, and we'll be done. We'll have a winner. So it's crazy. I would just say for my spoilers, uh, keep paying attention. It's gonna be a fun one. There you go. Um, also, though, the bonus show we have going on is Winter Games. <laughs> and, and I'm cracking up. <laughs> I'm cracking up because I'm looking at the notes here yeah. that Tamara made, and her first note about Winter Games is, how do I get Ben Higgins to marry me? <laughs> real talk. Like, it's just real yeah. talk. No, like, guys, how does Ben Higgins keep doing TV, these Bachelor shows, and keep getting better? Like, he is adorable, and he keeps, like, I don't know. He, I just love him. But, um, so the concept of Winter Games is they have – bachelor contestants from all over the world like because not bachelor is not just an america show it's in other countries so they all have come together to compete in winter games which is ridiculous they did like like cross-country skiing and were horrible they did speed skating and were horrible um and then they kind of are like pairing up as couples um, but sh- in the first episode, it wasn't like norm- like at Paradise, like you like a guy like the guys have the roses, and so the guys will give the rose to the girl they want to stay, and so that's kind of what they thought would happen. But they voted people off in the first episode, like people they thought were not here for the right reason, which made me kind of sad because I really liked Eric. When the guys got voted off, he was one of like the final four in Rachel's season. I really liked him. Um, but they're kind of pairing up. Last night they did it normally where they handed out roses. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting just to see even like people from different cultures on the show. Mm -hmm. So this isn't something that normally happens then. It's like, this is brand new. This is the first time it's ever happened. I was like, I didn't hear anything Tamara tell me about no Winter Games Bachelors. Cause I saw it the other night coming on. I was like, I don't know what that is. I think it's just a special they did for the Olympics because they've got to compete with like they know that their ratings are going to be down because no everyone's watching the Olympics and so like similar like CBS did they're doing a celebrity Big Brother so it's just what it's just like a little thing but I'm watching it because I'm addicted but um, my favorites I love Ben H obviously Um, if if anybody knows him shout out i mean for real um bibiana she was on this last ari season mm-hmm. and so she went on i love her i think she's funny i like her and yuki is from japan and she speaks like no english she cracks me up and she's like she's like dean like give me a rose dean like she like doesn't play like she's i love her and then like awesome. whenever ben gave her a rose she's like Thank you. You're so sweet. Aww. She's so nice. I saw an interview that Ben gave about her. And, like, if you don't fall in love with her by the end, like, you're stupid because she's the best. But yeah. um, some of the couples that have paired up, you have Leslie, who was on Sean Lowe's season. We're going back. Um, her and Catherine, actually, who is Sean's little wife, they were, like, besties on the show and still are. Um, she's paired up with Dean, which I'm like, honey, like, I don't know if that's a good choice because Dean's an idiot. Um, and then I'm trying to think, Ty, how many other couples? 
Um, that are good. You have Josiah. I didn't really like him, but he's with a girl from Australia. Um, and then who's the, the Australian guy? Or not the Australian guy, but the guy that just came. I oh, don't think so yeah, he's from New Zealand. New Zealand, that's and right. And he's with Bibiana. And like they, apparently on his season, he wasn't filling it with any, like he was the bachelor. Um, and so Ashley, Ashley I, who also is on the show. And she just like get paired with someone so that she will go she is like her she's with the kevin guy no i know but like like future shows <laughs> like i just need her to end up with someone so that i love her i don't her like and ben her. higgins have a podcast and that changed my opinion of her i haven't listened to that so um to. but she <laughs> she's funny I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, so this guy came on, and apparently he wasn't feeling either girl, so he flipped a coin mm-hmm. to pick who he was going to pick when he was the show. And she and Ashley, I was like, we have America's Best Bachelor, Ben Higgins. Like, he can't compete. And so they addressed it, and he, like, owned up to it, and it's what he did. And, but he was like, I, like, I should have not. But, like, I think you probably sign contracts to say, like, you're going to go all the way through. You're going to have to pick one. So even if you're not feeling it, you're kind of caught. But... Anyway, so the other thing I want to say is Claire, I think, is an idiot. She had Benoit, who's from Canada, who just adored her. Um, and even if she didn't like him, like, but I'm like, she was like making out with him the night before, too. And so, but then she liked this guy from Germany who turned out to be a real jerk. And she let Benoit, like Benoit went home and she like let him go home because she wanted, and then the Germany guy turned out to be a jerk. And so... My thing about that is, I mean, fair and I mean, obviously Benoit was super nice and everything. It's your prerogative. Like, if you don't fill it with Benoit, that's fine. Yeah. Be honest with him. She was, but don't do it for the sake of the German guy. Well, and the funny, like both of them, like were like, like she was like, our one, like he was like, no, we kissed like four times, and she like, she didn't even. She was know. like, those are like friendly kisses, and they were like. Yeah, and they're like, no, like a kiss is a kiss. Even the German guy said that too. So it's very interesting, like, I, like different cultures. I mean, I, mm-hmm. but even uh, like uh, I would say a kiss is a kiss, no matter what. Like, For, with, but friendly or not, yeah. But um, it was just interesting, and so we'll see what happens there. I'm not sure, but um, I found it interesting. So there's your bachelor update. If you want to catch in, I think Winter Games is only a couple weeks long, so you don't have long to catch up um another and funny entertainment i thought i'd bring us a uh, olympic one red gerard who won he was 17 and he won gold um in snowboarding um what it the slope style um but he's the youngest to ever win but he also um <laughs> he <laughs> the night before he and his friend did you guys hear this story they were up binge watching Brooklyn nine 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 one one is that what it's called Brooklyn nine one one I think that's what it's uh-huh. called um and they overslept oh, like no. the day of his race I mean not by a lot but still like so he, like his whole day was like pushback and um stuff was messed up because he <laughs> 17 year old overslept watching binge watching Netflix which I thought was super relatable and also hilarious like he had to borrow someone's jacket like like it was like a comedy of horrors for his whole day and then he ended up winning like Olympic gold that's awesome that is like funny it. and the thing about it is I mean that right there I mean yes he's 
an Olympic athlete on the biggest stage, that's also proof that he's 17 years old. <laughs> like, I mean. <laughs> well, in the other 17-year-old was Chloe Kim. And, like, I think everyone knows. But, like, in the middle of her finals, she, like, tweeted, like, man, only ate half my breakfast sandwich. I'm stubborn. Now I'm, like, hangry. Like, in the middle of the finals, she, like, <laughs> tweeted. And then if you look at her other tweets, there was one about how she really wanted ice cream and one how she, like, ate churros on, like, the qualifying day. And yeah. she, like, but they're, like, 17 and awesome. Yeah, and, for like, sure. what the heck was I doing at 17 not winning Olympic gold? So True. Maybe um, oversleeping, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I thought that was a funny story. Um, and my last entertainment story I'm going to bring to you guys is from the world of This Is Us okay. because a lot has happened in the world of This Is Us since um, since we last talked. We now know how Jack died. Um, I sobbed for, I mean, uncontrollably for two episodes pretty much. So, Ty, how would you feel? Because you watch. I never want to use a crock pot again. All right. An, electri- an electric crock pot. Guys, I legit... Do you guys do time hop? Like, so, like, mm-hmm. does all your stuff? So, like, I was checking it yesterday or the day before. Maybe it was yesterday. And from, like, nine years ago, my tweet was, like, left my coffee maker on all weekend. And I was, I'm, like, glad I got home and my place didn't burn down. And I, like, sent it to my friends. And I was, like... Guys, I could have been living a real life. This is us. Like, like it's legit. But it was definitely sad. Honestly, I thought it was very like shout out to the producers and makers of this show because it was awful. It was terrible. Not a dry eye. But just like the way they portrayed it all, mm-hmm. I think was very, very well done. Oh, it was incredible And, and so, I mean, yeah, I just, I, everything Even about like it was great. the episode where he died, and then the next episode is his funeral. Mm-hmm. And both of those were just, the storytelling, mm-hmm. incredible. And, like, one of my friends here who watches, we always, like, text afterwards, um, her husband, his father died when he was 20. Um, and like, and so, and I think the thing that makes it such a, an amazing show for anyone is you find yourself in it through characters or just like you can see yourself. Um, and so she had texted me after the, the episode of his death and was like, like, they're all like, she was like sobbing and she was like, but like, she was like, like he remembers going home and like in the episode, they're all like the mom and the three kids are laying in a bed together, um, after he died and she was like, that's exactly what they did. Like, mm. they left the hospital, and then the mom and him and his brother laid in a bed together that night. Like, mm. and it was, like, too real. Like, it's, it's just too real sometimes. And so, um, but if you haven't watched, you should catch up and have your heart broken every week. But Well, it was like, <laughs> it was like this whole thing of This Is Us. I'm like, just, I want to know. I want to know what happened. And then, like, it was happening, and I was like, I don't want to know. (laughs) I take it all back. I take it all back. But I, there was an article that was, it was like, I won't read them all, but it was like the 33 things you didn't know about This Is Us. Um, But there were a few of them that I thought were really funny. So um, before starring as Toby, Chris Sullivan, who Toby is one of my favorite characters, he was the Geico Hump Day Campbell, Camel, Campbell, Camel, Hump Day. Like he voiced, isn't that funny? Yeah, that's who it was. Um, another one is so Milo Ventimiglia, who plays Jack, who's just incredible. And like for me, there's like part of me that feels like 
because I was so in love with Gamma Girls and he played Jess, who was my favorite character. But like in my head somehow, even though the timeline is off, but Jess grew up to be the father Jack and is the most incredible father, but it doesn't really work, but it works in my head. Um, he he came in and the character was different and he auditioned for Jack and they rewrote the character because of Milo, Milo's portrayal of him. And he said he, in a video I made you guys watch not long ago, he portrayed the video after his own father. Mm. And so I thought that was really good. Um, another one, he, it was in the first season, but he had to do two, 223 push-ups with Rand, young Randall on his back oh, when wow. they filmed that scene. So he had to do 223 push-ups. I thought that was really funny. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any... Uh, Sylvester Stallone came as a guest star because he's friends with Milo and they had mm. done a Rocky film together. Um, there was one... Oh, there was one about the episode. Let me see if I can find it. Um, the marble. Okay, so then on the episode where Jack dies, um, the cast had known about the fire and how Jack died for a year and a half. So they've known for quite a while. But they had a code name for it, and it was called the marble. So whenever they would talk about it, they just called it the marble. And the reason they did that, because I watched them on Jimmy Fallon after the episode, was because they heard, like, that's what... Beyonce had did a, about her new album like her people called it the marble and they just thought it was funny so they like took it from Beyonce mm. and called it the marble so interesting anyways it just like it was a lot of fun little things about the thing Kate I think people have heard before but she only had 81 cents left in her bank account when she got the role of Kate or mm. uh, Christy Metz so um, just the best show so if you're not watching it and you want to show that's going to warm your heart and break it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. You should watch it. For sure. Um, moving on to movies that are out that you need to check out. The first one that came out today came out like midnight showing last night. But Black Panther, um, the reviews for this are like amazing. Like people are like, it's the best out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Black Panther, the springs into action when an old enemy threatens the fate of his nation and the world. I mean, the previews look incredible. Um, the casting. I mean, people are talking about how like this this is going to be an amazing movie. You know something? I read an article that originally Wesley Snipes was supposed to be the Black Panther. Oh, really? And that before he made the Blade movies and stuff, he was trying to make get this movie made. But Marvel yeah. was still trying to get distribution from different companies until they said, you know what, screw it, let's do it ourselves. And everything ended up changing. He ended up going to prison and stuff. But That's interesting. it was just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There was a school, I saw a video a couple of weeks ago on Twitter where it was a, I, can't, I don't know where it was, maybe in Atlanta, where the majority of the kids are um, black and they're taking the kids on a field trip to see Black Panther. And the kids were losing their mind when they told them. They were like, it was pretty adorable and sweet. But it's just, it's really, I think it's going to be a powerful movie. I think in this, the place that our country is in just with racial racial issues it's also powerful too for sure timely so i will see it and you should check it out as well um the fifteen seventeen to paris comes out today this is based on a real life event from august 21st 2015 um when the world watches it's the portrayal of what happened um when a terrorist attack that was thwarted on that train to paris um the cool thing about this is the actual three, um, the three 
young Americans who prevented the attack. Like they're portray- they're portraying themselves in the movie. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, so Anthony Sadler, Alex Scarlatos, oh, he was on Dating with the Stars. I should know how to say his last name. And then Spencer Stone, they play themselves. I saw a preview for it, and so the whole movie, it's more of like even their childhood. And so like, because I was like, how can you get people who aren't actors to like carry a whole movie? I mean, I think they just do the train scene mm. where like the story is more about the whole movie is their whole lives and how they became friends and how they were in the military together. And, um, and then it ultimately leads to that. But I want to see that. I think it looks really good. Yeah, it does look really good. And then the other movie came out today. Um, it's called Samson based on the powerful biblical epic of a champion chosen by God to deliver Israel. Super strength and impulsive decisions quickly pit him against the oppressive Philistine empire. Anyways, so do you want to see a movie? It looked pretty good. It had some like legit actors and characters in it. And funny, we had a friend who cut his hair yesterday and made the joke of, hope I didn't lose my strength. (laughs) Anyway, so those are movies to see. My Oscar watch, I'm trying to see all the best... uh, I need to like pick it up because they're coming and I'm not even close. But uh, the three billboard billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is the last one I've seen. Um, I don't know if I can recommend it because it's a hard watch. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if it took home like best picture. I also would fairly guess that Frances McDormand and Sam Rockwell will be uh, locks for their yeah. best best actress and Sam Rockwell's best supporting actor. Yeah. Um, but it is not pleasant. I mean, not like in a, like, like, it's just hard. Like, there's a lot of hard themes in it that are really real. So, yeah. anyways. So, anyways, that's my Oscar watch. I'm going to go try to see another one. Hopefully, soon I can come. The the Shape of Water is the next one on my list. Also, I, Tanya, even though it's not best picture, I still want to see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, We're going to switch over and go into some weird news. Um, I have a question. Have you guys ever ran into like a glass wall or seen someone run into a glass wall? Furman, you're shaking your head like you have. I've seen it and I've done it. Yeah. It's not paying attention. I feel like I've seen, has someone here before? I feel like I've seen someone here at work, like trying to like come in the building and like, boom. It wasn't me. Surprisingly. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen it before and it like breaks your heart. And it's funny because like it could be you. Well, Apple just recently, um, they built new headquarters and they have a problem. It It's a massive ring shape office and it's all glass panels. Like the outside, the inside, I mean, it's just all glass, which is an impressive design. Um, but they're having a problem of employees keep running into glass walls. <laughs> Like multiple employees keep running this, into walls. This, this is like the ultimate weird story. Uh, no, yeah. Like it makes no sense to me. Put a tape on all the walls. Like. So here's the thing: they people were putting post-it notes up on their offices, and Apple told them to take it down because it was like disrupting the design. And so, like, it's like legit, like a cause for concern. And, and people so, just keep running into <laughs> walls. <laughs> That's funny. I like that story. Makes me want to go there and see what it looks like. I'm sure it's like beautiful. It also makes me think that the glass must be really clean all the time. Cause I'm sure it is. It's like, you don't even know it's there. Yeah, because it's got to be. Because if you see a handprint, you're mm-hmm. probably not running into it. But, anyways, I thought it was funny. Um, Other world story comes from Pennsylvania. 
Um, have you guys, well, before I, have you, do you have any political aspirations? Sometimes I do, but it's just like me joking. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm going to run for the mayor of Lubbock and just stuff because it sounds fun. Not really. I want the title without the job. That's right. Actually, Ty, you really do, though. I really don't. Not <laughs> not from a political standpoint. Like, the extreme of me is like, I want to be like be on real. the school board and like the, com- like the community I live in or something like that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go, I don't even want to be, like, mayor. You could be mayor of your town. I could be, but I don't want to be. <laughs> we, uh, I always joked that I just wanted to be the first lady. Like, I <laughs> joked, but I kind of really meant it. Because, like, in college, like, that was, like, my life ambition. Um, because I didn't really want the weight of the presidency. I wanted to do, the, like, the fun stuff that the first lady got to do. And when I was, like, in the seventh grade, there was, like, we went to Washington, D.C. And at one of the museums, it was, like, a first lady exhibit. And it was all their clothes. And I think that, <laughs> to this day, still marked me. Like, I want to wear their clothes. That was the, that's the most, like, not feminist power thing I've ever said. But, um, but for real, I always thought it would be fun. But anyways... Here's the thing that's happening in uh, Pennsylvania. There's a governor race. Uh, wait, just kidding. I messed up. In Kansas, there's a governor race. Um, and one man tried to nominate his dog to be um, a candidate, and that did not happen. But because of that, they learned that Kansas does not have an age restriction on who can be nominated or who can be a candidate for governor. And so because of that, they currently have seven teens on the the bill running really? for governor of Kansas. Yeah. And so just recently, a teen from Pennsylvania has put their hat in the ring to be governor of Kansas because they don't have an age like requirement. Oh, my God. Isn't that hilarious? So, like, these teens are just So what dumb. happens if one of them, like, were to win? I mean, they won't win. But what if they did? <laughs> it would be, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Right? I mean, I would, I would do it. And it makes me think, like, you know what? I could be, like, look back at my life and be like, man, I remember when I ran for governor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just like, I did that. Like, even if you weren't the governor. For real, have you seen Parks and Ben Wyatt, when he wins, he's, like, the youngest. Like, that's what I thought would happen. And it's, like, really bad. And he does really dumb stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. real life right there. I haven't heard about That'd that. That would be that's funny. Really funny. One of them that would be hilarious. I mean, I doubt it would happen, but. You know what? They don't have requirements. So I just thought it was funny that there's seven teens on the bill, which I was like, that's pretty, like, as a teen, like, that's genius. Like, that's For funny. Sure. So um, I, I like, could, I mean, I probably wouldn't, but I could, like, I was, like, into, like, I went to, like, uh, Girl State, which is a government camp. It was so cool. But um, I loved government back then. I still do. Anyways, all right. The last uh, weird story I got for you, we're going to jump out of the U.S. and we're going to Germany. Well, before I read it, have you guys ever pulled off a prank or, like, revenge? I mean, revenge is (laughs) kind of a, like, that would be bad. We probably should talk about it. But, um, like, a prank that you're really proud of? I feel like I've done a lot of pranks, but I'm trying to think of, of one that I'm proud of. I don't know. Really and truly, that'd be a question to ask my brother. He's the ultimate prankster. He's pranked me really good before. Like what would he do? <laughs> kind of a long story, but the short version of the story is in college, I worked with a girl um, that was kind of cray-cray a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we were friends, and she was funny, and 
but she was just crazy and she was like total like lived a total opposite life that i lived and just very whatever well one time when me and my brother were both like at my parents house he like while i was in the bathroom or something stole my phone and he changed his name to her contact in my phone and then started texting me from his phone but it looked like it was from her and like that's he, genius he started texting me very like scandalous stuff <laughs> like about how she's always like how i've always wanted you <laughs> and how like that's you're super. you're fine and like i fantasize about you and i'm just sitting there like what is happening what is happening right now i don't want to go to work monday but anyways, long story short, it was my brother that was doing That's it. That's pretty funny. It was a pretty good one. We would prank my boss in college a lot by like, like sur- we saran wrapped his office one time. We took about like 200 pictures, like me and the coworkers of ourselves, and then we taped them to fishing wire and hung them by paperclip. That we were there for hours from the ceiling like like there were like like maybe even more like 200 300 pictures just That's of ourselves funny. all over his office. That's awesome college man we have nothing to do <laughs> i think we're there from like 2 to 4 a.m putting those things up there but anyways in germany there the police this has gotten so big the police are investigating a severe case this is what the article says of pizza stalking oh no it's <laughs> Sorry. oh no <laughs> that, sound, that sounds serious Oh gosh. Anyways, so basically <laughs> there's this lawyer. Um in January he pressed charges against this guy who keeps sending him pizza deliveries. Um, but they don't know who it is because it's always anonymous. So he's received over a hundred pizzas, which I'm like, I don't understand why you feel like this is horrible. A bad thing. He keeps also sending um he's also sent sushi and sausage and Greek food. And so we they don't really don't know like um what's happening. He said sometimes the first deliveries of the day will pop up on his phone like when he's showering in the morning. So like the pizzas are coming multiple times during the day. He said it's hard to get work done, but I still would be like here's your pizza for the day. Here's your pizza for the day. Um but it's fun. one I'm like who is spending this money? Yeah to like For stop sure. this lawyer and like why and who is it i have so many questions but also i feel like you could get like there's a lot worse like stalkers than like a pizza stalker that's the same thing i was thinking like if i could have any stalker it would be this one that would just send me food all the time i know right yeah i mean meals and then like meals for your office like I'm not, I'm not understanding why we feel like this is a bad thing that's a lot you're right though who's spending all this money yeah send pizzas this way if you can Anybody want to be our pizza stalker? We'll take you. You can stalk me. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, that's what I have in weird news and um, an entertainment news for the day. That's good. And y'all have final thoughts after that? Pizza stalking? I don't know. I was trying to think. Or, I mean, if you have a good prank story, you could send it our way. You could maybe share it next week. For sure. We would love that. Also, maybe uh, always check your calendar for big events in your life. <laughs> Touche. Because That's a you, life tip right there. You just <laughs> never know. It's not April Fool's. You never know. Yeah, it's not a joke. It's not, not a, a joke. <laughs> this, this, this is real life. <laughs> well, it's been good. Yeah. Right. I'm well, glad. It feels good to be back in it. We're going to be stronger next week. Don't worry, y'all. All right. We'll come back next week. Okay. Really.
We have to. See ya. Later. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by A Way Out Nutrition, your one-stop shop for all your Herbalife needs or when you need a shake to go. Stop by today, 4713 West Loop 289, next to Wild Fitness. Visit their Facebook page today. Today's episode of the Pastime Podcast was brought to you by Emerald Empire Tattoo Studios and Laser Removal. Located at 1108 Main Street, Lubbock, Texas.